Welcome to the Free Your Jaw podcast, a show dedicated to all things jaw pain, where your host Helen Baker interviews experts and talks to jaw pain sufferers about anything related to the causes, symptoms and treatment options for overcoming jaw pain. My name is Helen Baker, I'm an integrated body therapist and I've been successfully treating clients with TMJ dysfunction for over 10 years using TMJ massage therapies, a whole body approach to TMJ dysfunction. 13 years ago, I dislocated my jaw eating a bread roll. At the time, I was living in Australia, working in marketing. I was very stressed with a long commute and I did a lot of traveling. My jaw was excruciatingly painful. I know what jaw pain is, I felt it. Here I am, 13 years later, and I'm forever grateful to say that remedial massage, TMJ myofascial release and alternative holistic therapies fix me. The jaw is a truly fascinating part of the body, both physically and emotionally. Ever since that day I dislocated my jaw, I've been on a mission to raise awareness about jaw pain and the power of body therapy. According to the World Health Organization, one in four of the UK population suffer with TMJ dysfunction. I personally believe that this number is much higher. I am truly passionate in raising awareness and helping fellow jaw pain sufferers. This Free Your Jaw podcast will give people who have TMJ dysfunction the opportunity to hear stories from other jaw pain sufferers, as well as to hear from experts regarding all things jaw pain. For more information about the Free Your Jaw podcast and TMJ massage therapies, please head to www.tmjmassagetherapies.com. Subscribe now and I look forward to sharing and talking all things jaw pain with you. My name is Helen Baker and today I'm delighted to be talking to Dr. Samantha Dove, a doctor of physical therapy based in Ohio in the USA. Samantha is another fellow physical therapist specializing in TMJ dysfunction. And as always, it is just so inspiring to talk to other practitioners who work holistically with an integrated approach to treat TMJ dysfunction. In this episode, we discuss what physical therapy looks like for TMJ dysfunction patients in general. Samantha shares with us what symptoms she sees in her clinic, what a physical therapy evaluation looks like, and what treatment you might expect. We talk about using a full body approach to analysing TMJ dysfunction patients, as well as understanding that it is often a multifaceted diagnosis, which may require a team of healthcare wellness providers. It's always really great to connect with like-minded, passionate TMJ dysfunction practitioners. And I hope that our discussion today really helps raise awareness about how physical therapy can help and treat jaw pain. Welcome, Samantha. Thank you. It's really nice to be here. I appreciate it, Helen. Thank you. I am Dr. Samantha Dove. I'm a doctor of physical therapy and I specialize in treating TMJ or the TMD population. I currently work in Cincinnati, Ohio at Anchor Wellness Center. So it's a really awesome spot of physical therapists, Pilates, nutrition, health coaching. And yeah, I treat everything head to toe. I'm an orthopedic manual therapist, but I've been specializing in treating jaw patients um, since the beginning of my career. So going on six years. Wow. So how did you start treating clients with TMJ dysfunction? What drove you yeah. to that? So early on, I always wanted a specialty in the physical therapy world. And it just so happened. Well, I, I sought out my first job um, with a clinic owner that specialized in treating TMJ patients. And this was oh. in Austin, Texas. And I just knew that you know, pelvic floor therapy was really, really growing, which is amazing. But the TMJ therapy was still kind of new and not super well known, I guess. So I wanted to kind of get into that scene early on. And then 
My dad's a dentist too. So I kind of was just always familiar with the dental things. Uh-huh. It always been sort of interested in this area yeah, without even exactly. perhaps knowing it. Exactly. Yes. So it was just kind of an easy transition for me. And then I had an interesting neck injury from college diving and platform, basically scar tissue development. And that has kind of creeped into my jaw and I have some TMJ dysfunction on the left side. So it always is helpful to kind of experience some of the same symptoms, um, which makes me feel like more relatable to patients. Yeah. So they understand the patients from a personal standpoint. And then also the the TMJ population is just really interesting to me because it's not so black and white, you know, it's, there's a lot of factors, lifestyle factors, wellness things to talk about. And I really enjoy education and talking about wellness in general. So for me, it's fun to just help somebody on that journey, you know, of like feeling better and addressing some of those things that are contributing to their jaw pain. And it's such a diverse thing as well, isn't it? I think, don't you find that it's just so rate, so far ranging from like just a bit of general jaw pain to absolutely acute, you can't open your mouth, can't eat sort of pain. So, um, I think that whole diversity of TMJ dysfunction can really help physical therapists. We can have a real impact on so many people. Absolutely. Yeah. And just the fact that it affects quality of life so much, you know, because it's talking, eating in your face all day and to be able to provide relief for that kind of thing and improve someone's quality of life is really rewarding as a therapist too. Do you just work with people with jaw pain? Do they come to you with just for TMJ dysfunction or do you work with other symptoms as well? Yeah, I treat everything. Um, So a lot of chronic pain, whether that's neck or back pain, anything acute, like extremity wise too. And I think that TMD or jaw pain is kind of confusing to people because I think the general population thinks they have to have like clicking and popping in order to have a jaw dysfunction, right? So it can be anything from like jaw pain to, like you said, like can't open their mouth. And then there's also just the people that have been like in stress holding or poor posture positions for so long that maybe their pain is more like in the mid back, but it started to creep into their neck and then it started to affect the jaw. So it's just a wide range of different diagnoses and symptoms. But the fact that I do treat and based in more of like a spinal background, I think is really helpful for treating the jaw patients because I do look at like the mid back and the cervical spine as well. So what sort of common symptoms are you coming across at the moment? So at the moment, it's definitely a lot of clenching and just general pain and fatigue in the masseter or so like either side of the jaw and then a lot of headaches and mid back stiffness. I've had a lot of um, like just general upper trap pain and also that's leading to tension in the jaw. So I think that has a lot to do with you know, stress and the clenching that comes with that. And then also some of the like computer posturing that happens when people are hunched over um, on Zoom meetings or whatever it is. And, you know, that positioning over time just causes adaptive shortening of different muscles and it affects the actual forces at the jaw joint. So right now it's been a lot of clenching and just kind of like muscular pain. Yeah, But then also that leads to more like the clicking and popping and then the jaw deviating with opening. So they feel like their bite is off and their, their mechanics of opening and closing are different or, you know, painful to some degree. Any clients who come in with ear pain? 
Yes, definitely. Um, not as much recently, but that in the past, that's super common that someone will come in for a PT evaluation and they think they have an ear infection. And most of the time they've gone to the ENT and they don't have an infection and more likely it's from like referred pain from tight muscles. So I, you know, I've had patients who it was their SCM or the muscle in the neck that we either work on it manually or dry needling has been super effective and their ear pressure like goes away instantly, which is really, really cool. It's crazy, isn't it? When you get that result and you can feel it and the client can feel it. And then it's like, you've helped that person. It's pretty powerful. Yes, it is really powerful. That's true. And do you find this whole, obviously now changing in with COVID, people are working from home, people are having to sort of find sort of workstations that perhaps aren't ergonomically correct. Right. Do you think that's all like, it's all be leading to more jaw pain? Because I just have never t- seen or heard from so many people with jaw pain in the last three weeks. I think so. Yes. I think that maybe it's been building for a while, you know, whether it's been just like stress clenching or maybe a little bit of poor posture here and there or other like oral habits, but then the fa- you just like load the body at the computer and it's more than the tissue can take. So I think that's why we've seen a sudden increase. What are your thoughts on mask wearing as well for the TMJ? Oh, yes, actually very much so. And early on, I was on um, a TMD like Facebook group just to see what patients and other people were talking about. And that was very, very common. And I actually myself and my coworker started having jaw pain. And at first I didn't make the connection, but for me, it was the the mask kept riding up like in my eyes and I was using my jaw to like move it down. And so I was repeatedly opening and causing clicking on the left side. So I think there were just new habits that developed as a result, even subconsciously that really affected people's jaw. And I think the straps as well, sometimes because they're kind of tear a bit too big. So then people like turning the straps or like twisting them oh. so that the mask can be like a bit smaller. So therefore mm. that's more pressure on that, that area. Um, yes. And it's just causing a tension, which is, has never been there before, which is then causing exactly. a deep tension in the jaw. Yep. So Very true. What does your physical therapy evaluation look like? If a client came to see you, what, how, how do you go about it? Yeah. So it definitely starts with a thorough history and I want to know, you know, the dental background, um, what they do for work, you know, if they have high stress in their life, uh, even like sleeping position, just positions they are during the day, um, any type of other like comorbidities or lifestyle factors that are going on that could be contributing. And then the presentation of their pain, like a daily pattern. Does it worse in the morning? Is it worse throughout the day? Like what activities are affecting you? That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then I always do a posture analysis. So sitting and standing and have them turn for facing me to the side and back, just so I can get a look at everything overall, especially head and neck position. And then From there, I look in the mouth as far as like alignment of the teeth and if they're occluding on both sides, checking to see if they have tongue scalloping. So stick out the tongue, see, and that is indicating clenching potentially if they have the imprint of their teeth on the tongue. And then I'll do a brief like cervical screen. So looking at neck range of motion, kind of all that kind of stuff. And then definitely check jaw range of motion. So opening assessing, you know, if they're getting to the full normal range of like 40 ish millimeters, if that's painful, 
any clicking and popping, any type of like deviating of the jaw to the side. I like to check side to side motion, all that good stuff. And then it gets into more of the manual component. So have them lay down and I'm really assessing now the muscles and the joints of the area. So I definitely look at even the neck, how it's moving, all the muscles around the neck, how they're feeling. And of course, assessing, you know, muscles in the face and jaw. So masseter, temporalis, and then intraorally as well. So get in the mouth and check those muscles. And for most patients, that's probably the first time they've ever had that a lot of the time. So it's usually uncomfortable. Sometimes. It's often yes. intense, isn't it? Yeah. So I try to educate on that before I do that. And also I think it's important for them to kind of take that in because the goal is that that's not the case, you know, a few treatments down the road so they can really recognize, okay, this is really uncomfortable right now, but through me working on it, me and themselves, they're going to start to feel better. And that's a kind of a good benchmark test for them to know that they're improving. Um, yes. And then I assess the mobility of the joint itself with some joint mobilizations and all the while during an evaluation, I try to educate as much, much as possible about the anatomy of the area, what I'm doing, what I'm finding. And then even as I'm working on things, I try to tell them because I have a lot of exercises I give after the evaluation of things I want them doing for home. I try to explain, you know, while I'm in the mouth, like, okay, this is how you do intraoral stretching. And this is how I want you doing it at home type of thing as well. So you can give them some tools to take home that they will help improve. Yes, their yes absolutely. Yeah. So how often do you, so you see a client for an initial consultation and then do you, do they come back? How often do you see yeah. them? Or what's so the normal it, protocol? Obviously it's yeah. client dependent. For sure. It depends, of course, but typically I'll see them for once, maybe twice a week for just a few weeks to kind of get the ball rolling, especially with the manual therapy stuff. So working on the tight muscles, hands-on, some dry needling if they need it, like the tools that they need from me, I want to get that going, especially if it's been a while that they've had these symptoms or, you know, it's more of a chronic thing. It's going to take a few more treats to kind of get that cleared out. Mm-hmm. Um, but all the while I, my goal is self-sufficiency. Like I want, I teach them things to do at home so that ultimately they can handle it by themselves. And a lot of my jaw patients become more maintenance or like they come in for a reset, whether that's like, we kind of taper it off, you know, eventually they're every other week and they can come once a month. And if something comes up in life or they have an acute incident, we can kind of pick that back up. But ultimately it, it's, you know, the goal is that they learn how to manage it. And do your clients then feel an instant difference really after one or two sessions? I I would say so, especially if they have more of like the muscular tension component of TMD, they can feel, I feel like so many of these patients like have lost touch with what's normal, like, or pain-free, you know? So they come in just like, so used to having this type of tension or pain constantly. So that's the biggest reward that we can do early on is like, oh, wow, this is what it feels like to not be like clenching all the time or whatever. So initially we get a lot of that kind of feedback. And my goal is that, you know, they come in with this baseline of like, I'm in pain all the time. And then after treating and like peeling back those layers, their new baseline is 
much lower and a lot less pain. So they can start to sense when something is tight or when something starts to get a little off because they now have been able to feel what it's like to not be like that all the time. It's almost just like a, a change in the pain cycle, isn't it? I can, yes. The therapy that like what we offer, it actually just takes them into a new level of, or feeling actually, a new level of feeling so they can actually feel themselves, like you say, and actually feel not in pain can be really empowering. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Empower is one of my favorite words when it comes to treating. Like that's what I want to do for people. And you're right. It's, it's breaking the cycle so they can get a sense of themselves again. It's yeah. I mean, I'm a, I am a TMJ dysfunction sufferer. So I have jaw pain, okay. you know, and so I know that sometimes that just having that sensation of like softness and freedom yes. in the jaw and through your suboccipital can really open up your eyes and make you feel, yeah. I don't know, alive actually. Yes. Yeah. When it's really tight and everything's really tense. It actually can be just really heavy and it really can take over your life. So yeah, Absolutely. great that fellow like therapists like ourselves can help treat these clients with, yes. you know, just a few treatments can make such a big difference. And that's kind of yeah. what the message I, I think- certainly want to get out. Absolutely. I think it's also really cool to kind of be reassuring and bring down some anxiety when we're using a lot of hands-on techniques and they maybe didn't realize that this kind of thing can help them. Um, They thought maybe I have to have surgery. I have to buy an expensive device. And like, you know, sometimes those things are warranted, but when you can just do something hands-on with somebody and really change their symptoms, I feel like that's a very cool experience for the patient. And the power of touch as well, I think, is you can never underestimate that. And I think actually having someone hands-on can be really life-changing for a lot of clients who perhaps haven't had that or who are really stressed and tight and restricted, that actually just having a a healing hand can make a huge difference. Agreed, for sure. So can you give us your two top tips for jaw pain sufferers? Uh, I would say one is to make sure that you address some of the mechanical factors. So by that, I mean like the muscles, soft tissue, postural things, just everything that we work on in the conservative world. I think it's really valuable to at least try to address those things before you try other things, because that's just a really important component of it for most people. And if you skip that step, either you could have addressed it with just the conservative treatment and not anything further, or some of those other more invasive things won't work as well because you still have the underlying type masseter or postural deficit or whatever it is. So I just think it's super valuable to at least that you may discover about your own body or what the therapist may teach you or find that you will help you long-term with however it ends up going, I think. Mm. And then the other piece it kind of goes the same thing as just for the headaches specifically. Um, I think there's just a lot of misconceptions about out there about headaches and like what, what kind you have and all of that. And it's confusing because there's a lot of different kinds, but I've just found that with the treatment that we do and physical therapy, we can really reduce either like the intensity or frequency of headaches of all kinds. And I think that some people think their only option is medication and, you know, and that's warranted for a lot of people, but it makes me feel great when I can take a migraine patient and, you know, maybe we don't ever get rid of them and they still need some medication or whatever, but we can reduce the frequency from like 
14 a month to eight or nine a month. And that's super empowering when they realize, oh, I do have some control of some aspects of my headaches. So I think, again, it's important to make sure you're looking at some of these other factors that you might be able to have some control over. Not just medication. Mm-hmm. Initially, and um, do you work with other modalities? Obviously, you work within an integrated practice. Do you um, work together? So, yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, we can refer. You know, like the health coach is great to have for many of these people. We're really integrated in the community in general. So, whether it's like mental health or functional medicine or dentist, orthodontist, that kind of thing, we I'm I'm all about collaborating with other providers oh I think that's it isn't it because we can do we can take the pressure off the musculoskeletal structure and that's great and that can make such a huge difference to so many but sometimes working in a more of an integrated practice with a dentist and then actually together we can create this this result of dual pain-free life quite it's an education piece again that you do need to we all everyone needs to try and work together to try and come out with this, yeah, with the one goal of reducing jaw pain. Exactly. Yes. And I think that's really improving. Um, I'm joining a study group with a local orthodontist that has like dentists come and oral surgeons. And I think it's a great way to start that collaborative process. It's great. It's really reassuring to know that there are, you know, the fact that you work with that integrative practice, oh, yeah. healthcare, like that's for me here, that's really um, reassuring to know that that is yes. happening out there. And it is happening. It's slowly happening here. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Free Your Jaw podcast. I've really enjoyed chatting to Dr. Samantha Dove about all things jaw pain and physical therapy. It's been great to find out more about how she approaches treating jaw pain and to discuss the power of physical therapy and the power of touch. For more information about all things jaw pain and TMJ Massage Therapies, please head to www.tmjmassagetherapies.com. I look forward to sharing and talking all things jaw pain again with you in the next episode.